Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Create, Learn, Implement, aka CLI, with me, your host, Coyetta. I hope you guys are having a great day, beautiful sunshine, after some crazy snow, unexpected snow. But we are here, and I have a lovely Cam Bray Glover on the other side, who is a systems coach to the chefs. All right, so stay tuned for Cambry on the other side. Have you ever wanted to start a business but didn't know where to start? I know the process can be really overwhelming because I embarked on this process over 15 years ago and had such anxiety trying to do this myself. I don't want you to suffer the same fate, so join me and let me help you confidently start and run your business with ease. Go to www.coyetta.com or you can find me on Instagram at I am Coyetta and click the link in the bio. It's that easy. Join me. Let me help you start that business. Let me help you turn your idea into a business and let me walk you through the entire process. No stress. See you there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Miss Cambray Glover. Cambray, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. As I was telling you earlier, we got some technical difficulties, but it's all worked out. Thank goodness. Good. <laughs> everybody was in, everybody made it in time. So for those of you who do not know Ms. Cambray, she is a system special uh, strategist, and uh, you work to help some personal chefs and caterers simplify and streamline their online operations to increase efficiency and profit margins. And that yes. is major, major key. So Cambray, just tell us um, about your background and how you got into the culinary arts. So I got into culinary arts when I was in high school. Um, I kind of, my family didn't really cook like that. Like they made like hamburger helper and things like that, but they weren't really like really great, amazing cooks, my parents especially. Um, But my my grandmothers were, so I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with them. And then um, I decided to go to culinary school and um my family wasn't very happy about it because I had to because I wanted to move to North Carolina to go to culinary school but um it was the best decision for me so I decided to go ahead and do that um after culinary school I opened my catering business I you know I've been working in catering mostly um, since I had started in the culinary field, since I was 16. Um, Catering has always been my favorite part. And so I decided to open my catering business as soon as I finished college. And um, so then I got burnt out really fast because, again, I have been in the culinary industry since I was 16. So um, I decided to take a break and kind of re discover what I wanted to do and kind of try to figure that out. And I stepped away and built a social media business and worked in marketing, things like that for a few years. And then I was like, you know what? I really miss the culinary industry. So um, I slowly but surely found my way back. And I discovered that, you know, I don't necessarily have to be in the kitchen all the time to be in the culinary industry, which I didn't realize before. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm able to help chefs and support them in their businesses and building their dream businesses, you know, without feeling like I have to be in the kitchen all the time. 
right? I think sometimes we think we have to be uh, doing, you know, we have to get our hands in there, but it, it's yeah. like, no, you, you've already had the hands-on experience. Now you, you understand how it takes to run the, the hand, you know, the hands-on portion and the mm-hmm. back-end portion. So now you can kind of pick your, pick your lane. Exactly. So it's like you, there is multiple ways to be in any any industry, and I think right. um, we don't talk about that enough. Like in in any industry at all. Like I don't think they talk about enough how there are different ways for you to be involved, no matter what it is that you like to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So so tell me. I mean, catering or the culinary world is 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 very specific. What did you find captivating about that world at the age of sixteen? Uh, I liked that it was so. I don't know. I'm just so interested in the knowledge of food. Um, So when I went to culinary school, I wasn't going to necessarily be a chef. My main purpose for going was so I could build a catering empire and or, you know, have the food knowledge. Like I didn't want to build a business and then the chef be the most knowledgeable about food. I wanted to have that knowledge, um, how different ingredients um, support each other and things like that. So um, that is what mainly attracted me to it. Mm -hmm. Um, During this time, I was really trying to make a decision if I wanted to go to culinary school or really just start from dishwasher and work my way up. Um, I talked to a lot of chefs and they're like, it's long hours. It's all, it's, you know, starting early in the morning, not ending till the end of the day. And I was like, that sounds fun for me. Like I, (laughs) I like starting my morning early and I like, you know, being busy. So um, that's really what attracted me until, you know, I got a little, (laughs) got in it and I was like, oh, this is very exhausting. But, um, yeah, so it was really just the knowledge of food and being able to experience different types of food that I had never experienced before. So I know you mentioned your transition from, um, you know, the culinary world and you re-entering on your own terms. Tell me a little bit more about uh, the conversations you were having that made you ultimately make that decision. Um, because as you said, people see we see business kind of one way or things have to be done one way. Um, So tell me a little bit more about that transition. What was it like for you going through that process? It was very long. Uh, It was a long process of me, you know, fighting with myself, um, really trying to say like, you can do it or you can't like what is that going to be like what does that even look like and sometimes you just have to flow with it but um so my fiance is also a chef so yeah she likes being in the kitchen so having a lot of those conversations with her of you know what she is experiencing in the kitchen and like talking through things with her I was like you know what probably a lot of other chefs are having these same issues that I could literally just Talk you through it, help you through it, help you create systems in the back end, mm-hmm. make it easier for you. Um, so having her be a chef as well is really helpful for me. Um, really understanding what my transition would look like, um, and then also just watching chefs do things on social media that I'm just like. I don't feel like there's enough people talking about the culinary business side. Um, There are a lot of coaches, business coaches and things like that, but the majority of them are talking about, you know, online businesses or different 
business structures. There's not a lot of business coaches or, you know, people that are focused on systems for culinary business. It's not a restaurant. So, um, you know, really just observing what was going on yeah. and really finding where I could be helpful. I love that. So that's called niche, niche. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you did. You found your niche in that space. So, and I love that, uh, you, you know, it's like she was your first customer. So right. you, you got to walk through that experience and see it firsthand and understand what was missing. Exactly. And, and, and you found, you found your niche. I love that. Yes. <laughs> so in your experience, how important is it to find your niche or that corner of the world where you thrive? How important is that? I think it is so important. So when I was doing catering and then when I was also trying to build a social media business, um, it was hard for me to find the word to say. Like, I wasn't really talking to a specific person or about a specific situation, um, which made it hard for people to relate to me and you know, understand that I could help them. Yeah. Now being able to take my experience and my knowledge of a specific type of person, type of business, it has been super helpful because we were like, oh yeah, that is actually helpful to me. And before I feel like it wasn't like that at all. It was kind of like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's a nice message, but yeah, yeah. Who, who are you talking to? So um, yeah, it's been really helpful for me, you know, from developing content to developing services and all around. Yeah. So you, you're basically saying it's, it's made your business um, more profitable. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> love that. Love that. So tell me how systems look in the culinary world. Like what type of systems are we talking about when it comes to culinary? So there are so many systems. Literally this morning, I was, I was thinking up of a new system or process that I, you know, help people work through but um, mostly it's like onboarding Mm -hmm. onboarding system can be so different for culinary businesses because you have to have a lot of knowledge of what your customer expects to look like and that day that you are serving them or those weeks that you're serving them it's a big deal for them so it's not like you know so with social media, right, it was yeah. a lot of, um, like, I could create this, plan this content or whatever. You mm-hmm. can approve it. We tweak it as we go and things like that. Culinary is not like that. Yeah. Most of the time, it's one day. So you have one day to do exactly what your client is expecting mm-hmm. um, or what they need. So I think onboarding system is where a lot of chefs lack. And so that's where I help a lot of them really kind of make the process more seamless because you can understand what exactly what your customer needs by asking the right questions and doing the right things. Um, some of the other systems would be um, back in like, okay, so what does buying groceries look like? What does, um, you know, planning look like? What does creating a menu or even presenting that menu to a client, what does that process look like for you? And then if you don't want to be the only one in your business forever, then you're going to have to create a system that can make sense, not just to you, but to your future team members. And also a process that you can explain to your customers. Right. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) 
So, you know, we are humans. We, we only, we, sometimes you think about just doing the thing and nothing else. Yeah. Why do, why do we forget about the technology part of our business, the back end? Why, why is it that we don't even think about that part of it? Cause that, that keeps, that can keep a business stagnant, right? Yes, it can. Uh, I think, so taking it back to the culinary industry, I think a lot of chefs, they are so like in the kitchen and want yeah. to do the creative side. They don't even think about the technology side or they don't want to think about the technology side because it's a lot. Um, and so, which is why we create processes and teach you how to use them and make it easier for you to use. But um, it's just... I think it can become overwhelming. There's so many options out there yeah. and so many different ways to do things. There's so many people on the internet telling you how to do something. Yeah. Um, it just becomes overwhelming. I think that is where a lot of people get stuck. They're like, I know I, what the, I want the end result to be, but I just don't know how to get there because there's so many options. Absolutely. Now, would you, would you say a lack of systems or processes or, or automation? Would you say it's an indication of what's going on in someone's personal life? It, it absolutely can be. So, yeah. you, you know, I found that um, I realized I was good at creating this because literally anything I do, I need to have a system. I think I was washing dishes one day and I was like, I literally have a system for the way I wash dishes every single time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that would make sense of why I like creating systems in business because it, it's the way my brain works. It makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not having systems in your business, it's going to show you being overwhelmed and you being frustrated and feeling stuck. But if you just take a simple step back, a lot of times you can create a system or organize yourself in your business. And then, you know, it makes it a lot easier from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You work with a lot of, a lot of clients and um, what is the most, the, oh, sorry, what is one tool most clients are missing that they need like yesterday? I would say... Uh, most of the chefs that I have worked with and talked to are missing a money system. So a way to actually accept money, track the money and everything like that. That's not cash app <laughs> or, you know, just like a simple PayPal request, yeah. you know, have an invoicing system, have a payment you know, process, yeah. how much money do they need to pay in order for them to be booked versus how much they need to pay in the end? Um, you know, what is your collection timeline? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of chefs, you know, just want to get the money and that's it. But, you know, really understanding how it's going to work for your business mm -hmm. can be really helpful for not only you being able to track your money, but also for your clients that like, you know, they don't necessarily want to spend $2,000 today, but they do want the event. So maybe they can spend half today to book you and then, you know, the rest before their event date. Mm -hmm. So would you say that having systems, um, keeps the client coming back like as, as long as you're organized you know in that way it would keep them coming back absolutely um i i talk about this a lot um having a 
offboarding system is really the key to having them come back. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, having a process throughout and, you know, making sure that you're communicating and making sure you're on top of things. The offboarding system is super important because, you know, you need to follow up. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean just one time, not just like the day after. Thank you for the event. That's good. Mm-hmm. But follow up again because this maybe it was their birthday and that their birthday is going to come around again. Or they have a friend that may need catering, you know, sometime soon. So staying at the top of their mind mm-hmm. and having that system actually helps them come back again and again. Okay. Walk me through um, the onboarding offboarding process. If I were a chef and I'm like, um, Cambria, I need help. <laughs> Walk me through that. <laughs> okay. So as far as onboarding goes, um, first start with your form. Make sure that your form has questions that actually align with what you're looking for, not just random questions, you know, mm-hmm. how do you like your steak cooked or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you want to have questions that help you to understand what kind of client they are and um, what the process is going to be like. And if there's any allergies, you want to know that in the very beginning. Um, and then after they complete that initial form, make sure that there's a automatic email that goes out to them to let them know that you've got their email. Um, I know that a lot of people that I've talked to that have been customers have complained about, you know, hey, I submit this form, but then I don't hear anything. I don't even know if they ever received it. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure you have that automated email. And then after that, make sure that you have a consultation call so that you can hear. So not only have they filled out the form and you have read what they need, but yeah. you can also hear it and, you know, how important each item is to them and, you know, what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is really important. And then making sure you're following up, you know, until their event, not, you don't necessarily have to email them every day, but just kind of like, Hey, I'm just checking in, letting you know that we're, we're preparing for your event and um, let us know if you need anything, anything like that. So that's pretty much the onboarding process for them becoming a client, making sure that you're sending that contract, sending the proposal and that everybody is on the same page as to what is needed for both sides. Mm-hmm. And then as far as offboarding, just um, sending them that follow-up email, you know, the initial, hey, um, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And then if you have a referral program in, in your business, making sure that you mention that. Um, and then also sending them updates. You know, if you update your menu weekly or update your menu, um, whether it's the season change or whatever, um, making sure that you're sending those updated emails, um, the updated menus, I mean, um, and then just kind of check in emails, like how are things going? Genuinely caring about people, especially in a business that is business to customer is super important for developing that relationship. You're so right, because this is not something that I would think of when I'm I'm going through what you're saying in my brain. And I'm like, yeah, that's something I wouldn't normally expect in this industry, but it makes sense because it's a business. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's, you know, like it's, it's not hard to go above and beyond, right? Yeah. So maybe it's not normal for the industry, but it's going to make you stand out. And so then again, like we talked about earlier, yeah. it's going to help them come back again and again, because you sit out in their mind, you actually cared about them. You actually supported them in, you know, because with a, the event or even if it's a small event, they yeah. care a lot and they're already stressed out. So you can be the vendor, the caterer that actually cared and showed up and supported them. I love that. Now, within your business model, you have a strong sense of community, which which I love. Um, Why is community so important? Because we talk about community in every aspect, like any industry, every industry. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important in this, in the culinary world? It's so important specifically for me because there are so many people that are gatekeepers in the culinary industry. Um, There are a lot of opportunities out here. There are a lot of things that you can do to help your business, but uh, some people just don't want to tell you. I've even had conversations um, where people are like, hey, email me if you want to know or if you need help or whatever. And you email them and they say, I don't know, or they don't respond. Um, Or even people talking on Twitter about, um, don't ask me, do the research. I had to do the research. Like, no, we can be helpful to each other. It doesn't make you less than because you help somebody. It doesn't, you know, they don't need to make it harder for them. If you know the answer, you know, put a paywall there if you, you know, if that's necessary for you. But there's so much gatekeeping and I hate it. Um, We could really just help each other out and be supportive of one another and it will help both businesses thrive. So that's why community is so important to me because, you know, when I was trying to learn stuff, luckily I went to culinary school. So I learned a lot of stuff there, but a lot of people didn't. And so like, I don't think that we need to um, hide, you know, all the options and the things that we can do to help our businesses. Well, that's just the thing. They hide it for exclusivity, you know, sometimes. And it's like, you know, they don't want to let a secret out the bag. Yeah. Communities is, um, has nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> how do we break those stigmas though? How do we exactly. break that whole, uh, how do we break that barrier? Um, I think for me, it's just being supportive. And um, that is one of my biggest things in my business is support. Um, I think the barrier is broken by just saying, hey, if you just have a simple question, you know, that I can answer, Sure, I can answer it. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you on your journey. And then obviously creating opportunities for people to pay and come and ask questions and um, gain long-term support, obviously. But um, I think the barrier is broken by just being simply supportive and not, you know, trying to hide what you know or anything like that. Absolutely. How do you think your business model can reform the industry? Because it's community freedom and there are a couple of other things that you bring to the industry. How do you think you can reform this entire community? I think I can reform by, you know, our core values are based around excellence, freedom, thinking of people first, ease, 
um, communication, and then also um, support. So I think we can reform this by thinking of people first, not just thinking of our clients first, um, but thinking of their clients and what's, you know, so I'm thinking of my clients and putting them first and um, thinking of them as human first, not just a business owner that needs to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. Also thinking of how the systems that we implement for them will impact their clients in the long run. Um, And then also communication is big for me. And so I'm I'm just going to say it, chefs, a lot of them are not great at communicating. Kitchens are full of yelling and cursing and, you know, like it is is not a, you know, soft communication space. But if we can take the time to communicate first, not just when we get busy, um, I think that can reform the industry as well by just, you know, bringing it down a notch. We can, you know, just communicate, be a little bit more gentle and think of people first. So you're saying it's really like an episode of Chef Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It is. It, 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 depending on where you are, it can yeah. be like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's intense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So be, being that you are a chef yourself, so tell me the, the one meal that like, you know, makes you feel like like that self-care meal that makes you feel like oh this is so good like I'm taking care of myself this way I need to eat this hmm self-care meal yeah like you know some people eat chips being that you're the chef okay. I can imagine it's something a little fancier <laughs> <laughs> well I mean when it comes to that you know, like comfort food mm-hmm. is not fancy for me. Like I really, being from Oklahoma, like a good mashed potato and mm-hmm. um, chicken okay. fried steak is just with some green beans and a roll. That is just <laughs> good for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I feel fancy, <laughs> when I want to, you know, have a good meal that, you know, makes me happy, it's yeah. usually going to be a steak, okay. a steak, a good oh my fiance makes the best steaks like it's just makes me so happy yes yes I don't don't understand that but (laughs) I'm gonna let you have that (laughs) yeah it's good it is okay yes it is you just gotta try it one time it's just the it's just so good Cambry I'm gonna have to trust you on this one because I don't like (laughs) anything with blood I I don't I don't walk with that at all I'm going to trust you as the chef. Now, where can we find you? If we are looking for your services, if I have a chef listening to this, uh, where can we find your services? Because uh, what you're offering is so valuable, so needed, and people you don't know you need it until you need it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on my website at cammediaconsulting.com. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Cambrai Michelle, M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And those are the main places where I hang out. 
Wonderful. And I must tell you, your name is very beautiful, Cambridge. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I'm sorry we had technical difficulties, technical no difficulties, but we worked through. <laughs> and it's been a pleasure, Cambridge. You take care. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Miss Coyetta. I hope, hope you have an amazing day. You as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, as all these things help to keep the podcast alive. Take care. Until next time.